swallow your pride There's nowhere to hide What would you decide when it's on the line? If it's do or die, would you compromise? Or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide? Would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? You can never touch the sky, you don't try to fly Rocky Rose, but we stayed unshakable Been through it all and we still unbreakable What is up, guys? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. My name is Ashley Horner, and today I have a longtime friend, an incredible athlete, James Lawrence, also known as the Iron Cowboy. He's an ultra-endurance athlete, a world record holder, fitness trainer, a keynote speaker, and so much more. He's a husband of five kids I've met. His kids are amazing. His wife is cooler than he is. Uh, in 2011, uh James accidentally set a world record by completing 20 half Ironman distances in 22 weeks. And then the following year, he set another record by finishing uh, only 30 full Ironman distances. Um, anyways, that obviously wasn't enough for him. So he wanted to um, amp it up a little bit. So in 2015, Iron Cowboy, he gained the media's attention by completing 50 Ironman triathlon distance uh, uh, races, 50 and 50 consecutive days, all in each different a uh, different state so you want to talk about the mental fortitude the mental toughness and this was back in 2015 now look that wasn't even enough for him um a few years ago in 2021 he decided to double that he went out and he conquered a hundred uh consecutive in a hundred consecutive days he did a hundred full distance Ironman triathlons. They were unsanctioned a um, hundred days in a row. And actually um, there's a twist to that. Some things happen. He actually did not complete the 100 uh, Ironman triathlons and we're going to hear what happened and find out why. So listen in guys. Also too, um, if, if this podcast has inspired you, uh, if it has motivated you in any way, share it guys, share it on your social media, tag reborn, tag me, tag iron cowboy. Um, and thank you again. Thank you guys again for all of the support once again for the reborn podcast. James uh, is a longtime friend, somebody who is incredibly inspirational. I had the opportunity probably like three or four years ago. I got to go out and train with you. I got to meet your family. I got to see like firsthand like what everything going on there. And it's really incredible. Super inspiring. So what is up, James? How's it going? It's going good, Ashley, man. It's been crazy. Uh, you know, we, I, look, I look back on that time when you, you did that quick visit and it really was a long time ago. And Lots has happened since then, obviously the pandemic and so many cool things that you've done and I've done. So yeah, it's about time that you and I sat down and have kind of a meaningful conversation. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I don't wanna just assume that everybody knows who Iron Cowboy is. If you don't, um, I think that's crazy. I feel like everybody in this uh, kind of like this industry knows who Iron Cowboy is. He's the legend, uh, definitely not a myth. He is the real deal, the legend. So I want to talk about uh, when I when I met you, what year was it that you did the 50, 50, 50? So that what the 50, 50, 50 is, it was, it was 50 Ironmans, full distance triathlons in 50 consecutive days through all 50 states. And so we did that in... Um, 2015 so say almost eight years ago now mm. crazy crazy and then uh, do you remember how long it was after you did that that i came out to your place 
I bet it was kind of right before the, it was yeah. at least 2019. I'm going to say 18 or 19. Yeah, yeah. 18 or 19. I think, um, I think, I, I think it was winter of 18. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, is my guess. So James completed 50 full distance Ironman triathlons. Um, they were not sanctioned Ironmans. Okay. They were triathlons. We need to make sure that we get that correct, I guess. Um, <laughs> in all in, uh, 50 days. <clears throat> so you did one after another, after another in all 50 States. So we're not going to get into this, but like, I'll definitely, I, if, if, if you're listening and if you've been a longtime follower of me, then, you know, whenever I went out to, to visit James, I had already attempted to do a 50, 50, 50 and I, and I failed. So then I contacted iron cowboy and I was like, Hey, I need you to train me. And I traveled out there. I was like, I want to do the 50, 50, 50, just like, you know, iron cowboy did. And I came back. I, after I visited you, I don't even remember how, how soon after, but I had a big fallout with like one of my businesses and it just, it took all my attention away. I did not train. In fact, I actually have not even been on my road bike since then. And that was probably oh. like, yeah, yeah. It's, I still have it, uh -huh. dude. I still have all my gear, but that definitely took me for a complete, um, I had a big, uh, fallout in one of my businesses. So I had to step in like 80 hours a week. And, um, so, dude, so, so those of you who are listening, that's how, that's how iron cowboy and I originally got linked up. Um, I, I only knew you through social media. We talked a little bit. Um, I originally tried to do this. I had the wrong coach, wrong team, so many wrong things. And then it was like, I just need to have like the one person who's done this to coach me because yeah. I believe that I, you know, stupid in the first place that I didn't, I don't even know why or, or what. Um, so isn't, isn't it kind of crazy though, how we go through life and we, um, don't ask for advice from people that have done it before. Yeah. And, and it's, it's just so commonplace out there. And we're like, I can do this. I'm going to figure it out on my own. And I, I'm going to align with align with this person that's never done it before sure. or has zero experience, but maybe they can help me. And it's just, it's fascinating to kind of take a, 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 a step back and, and observe mm -hmm. that that's commonplace. Like mm -hmm. we should start again, surrounding ourselves with people that are, have, have done it, have that experience and start tapping into that. Like why everyone's trying to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to. Mm -hmm. So I want to, um, I want to talk about like you did the 50, 50, 50, and then I uh, will say like a few years went by a lot of people. First of all, some people, their, their entire life goal is to probably complete one sanctioned Ironman triathlon, right? That is a yep. huge goal. Okay. You, you defied the odds and you did 50 of these and 50 days traveling to all different 50 States. Okay. So what I'm saying is that for, for 99.99% of us, that's not even possible, let alone if we ever accomplish anything like that in our lives, I'm pretty sure everybody'd be like, okay, I did it. That was it. The job's done. But you decided to take it a step further. So I want to kind of bring, I, I want to come to the place when the conversation with your wife, <laughs> I love your wife. Yeah, she's amazing. Started coming up again. And you call her, is it Sunny? Sunny Joe Mama. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about like what was the what was the first did you say this? Did Sunny say, hey, do you want to do this again? What was that conversation like? Yeah, it's interesting. Obviously, Sunny's been a huge part of our journey. We got into triathlon together and 
when we were when we were newly married, uh, we did our first triathlon together. We did our first marathon together, um, and then just fell in love with the community and the support. And 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 uh, you know, you know as well as anybody how logistically heavy trying to do fifty Ironmans in fifty days through all fifty states mm-hmm. is. Like it, it's chaos. You you are only as good as your team. Yeah. And, and my, my, my team's like world-class. Mm-hmm. I mean, my wife and the two wingmen and the, the small group that we have. And so, you know, when we originally set out to do the 50, I truly, it was a personal journey. I wanted to find out mentally and physically how many consecutive 140.6 mile days I could stack on top of each other. Um, Cause I had broken the world record in 2012 for the most official sanctioned events around the world, 30 Ironmans, 11 countries, it was our second record. And then, then it became personal. And I was like, okay, I just want to know, like, mm-hmm. what is human potential, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't get to find that out on the 50 because logistics were crazy. We hit weather. We hit, I was in a bike accident. All of these things stacked mm-hmm. on top of each other. And we just, we just continued through that journey and did the best we can. Well, four or five years go by. And, you know, I'd always been in the back of my head, man. And, you know, you're wired the same way. You're like, I can do that better. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I I don't have to, but I want to. And so it was just always this thing, like I wanted to redo the 50 uh, because we now we now had some different knowledge and experience from, from that journey. But trust me, never wanted to redo the 50 because it was just chaos, confusion, and sure. really a lot, a lot of pain. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so of course, dummy here says, hey, what, what would happen if we doubled it, right? And and so, so but my, my, my premise behind that was, okay, if I can remove chaos, if I can condense confusion, if I can remove the logistics and the difficulty of it, if I can put team system and protocols in place, could we then double what everybody said was impossible and tackle the Conquer 100? And so that, it, it was just on my mind for like a couple of years. And oh. I was like, nah. Oh, a couple of like, years, okay. Yeah, for sure, a couple of years. But I was just so busy with my speaking career sure. and coaching and I just, I, I put on 30, you know, 20 pounds. Um, you know, if you're not constantly training every day, it's hard to stay at that peak where sure. you have to be to, to break records. And so, you know, I just, I didn't become complacent, but I, my, I was just distracted in doing other things. Well, the pandemic hits, mm-hmm. right? And the world completely gets turned upside down. As a speaker, calendar wiped clean. Mm-hmm. As a racer, calendar wiped clean. As a coach, calendar wipe clean like everything disappeared in 48 hours in my world and so i was like holy shit this is an opportunity Mm. and 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 it was like if there was any time to redo and reset my history it's now and so i sat down with my wife and i just said i can't i because i've never i never really brought it up to her and i've been like hey look i've been thinking about this for two years (sighs) And, and and if i can't get this out of my head it's something that i need to do and it became personal for me again like i wanted to like reset my own history I wanted to do the 50 to perfection, meaning consecutive in a row. I wanted to silence every critic, both for myself and my team. Sure. And and so I sat down with Sunny and I said, what do you what do you think? And she's like, well, we're not really doing much. And, <laughs> um, and you know, and it, if you if, if her biggest thing was like, OK, our kids are now we got five kids. Uh-huh. And when we did the 50, they were they were ages five to 12. And so they could come with us and journey with us. And they did that whole 50 with us. We crammed everybody in the motor home. And it's what made it so special. Yeah. He says, okay, now you got to understand a hundred days is a quarter of a year. Mm-hmm. We've got teenage girls, there's mm-hmm. prom, there's all these things. You, We can't displace the family at this point. 
And so she's like, if you want to do it, start and finish line is at our house. Mm. And, and this is going to be a controlled environment. We're going to put the team here. We'll run everything from HQ, meaning our home. And I can't, I can't even imagine like just your recovery, like how much of a difference that was from like recovering in a van to, or the back of a car to now you're actually being able to recover in your own bed. Yeah. Huge difference. And the thing is too, like when you're on the road, you're like, Oh man, I, I hope the chiropractor and massage person that we lined up Mm -hmm. six days ago in seven different States ago shows up Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. at my house. My team is here. Yeah team is here and I'm sleeping in my bed and we've got a hyperbaric chamber and a red light therapy and you know, all these things. Now it still is a very challenging and hard thing, but to have that was amazing. But here's what's crazy. Plus, plus before you go even further, like, like, was there even any consideration to the damage that was already done to your body? And plus this was like, was there a, was it a five year uh, gap yeah. between it was a five year gap. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking like not only the wear and tear from your initial 50, 50, 50, we're talking about time. I mean, five years, five years. And if you weren't really like that active, your body kind of, it probably, you know, it was, I can imagine it was probably hard to get going. Yeah. hundred percent. And so here, here's what created a lot of the problems on the hundred. Like, uh, you go, you, you, you know, you, you know, the whole story of, Oh man, I was an amazing high school quarterback, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you're 45 now and you're like, I, you're still living in that sure. day and everybody's got that story, how good we once were. And we remember those good times. I think it's, I think that's just how our brains are designed because we would never do anything again if we only remembered how painful the journey mm-hmm. was. Mm-hmm. We were met, we forget about the hurt, we forget mm-hmm. about the pain and we remember the good moments, the highlights. It's why, it's why women have more than one baby. They forget. <laughs> uh-huh. They remember holding the little baby and that love and that, that emotion. They forget about the childbirth and the labor, right? If that was, if that, cause if that was true, like w- women would only have one child yeah. across the board, but we forget. And so I, I had forgotten how difficult it was because I was five years removed. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to tap into my mental strength. I'm just going to utilize my experience. Legit four-month training camp to get ready for the Conquer 100 after being complacent. So leading up to the 50, I'd broken two world records. I had, It was year after year after year of, of building those foundational blocks, like something I very firmly believe in. And then to take five years off where you're like, half-hearted mm-hmm. in your physical mm-hmm. fitness, like all in on your business. Cause now you, you've got an opportunity yet yeah, when they, you know, by day number five, um, day number five in the hundred, I was completely broken. Mm-hmm. Like I, I had an ankle injury that I, I didn't tell anybody about because I'd ramped up my run volume too quick. Oh. Like I, I know so much better, but I was already pot committed. I had sponsors on board. I had already made the announcement. And so I was in. So I, what and, do, so whenever you were talking to Sonny and you're like, Hey, I'm going to do this. Was it like, okay, like you started training the very next day? And I'm surprised that you only gave yourself four months to train. I had a very short window um, because we didn't know when the pandemic was going to end. Uh-huh. We didn't know when the shutdown or when life would pick back sure. up. And and in Utah, we've got a really hot summer. Uh, and kind of, I didn't even think about that. Obviously, the seasons, yeah, for you guys yeah, out there. It, it, right. And so I, I had to either start in March or... So I either had to start cold and finish hot as early as I could or start hot and finish cold. And my body adapts better to cold. And so I was like, we aired on that side. And it was actually an incredible blessing that we did because that year, I just kept getting, we actually were going to do it in, in September, but I kept getting the impression March 1st, you got to start early. Mm. You got to start earlier. 
And it turns out that year was the year we had incredible fires from California, Idaho, and Utah. Uh -huh. The air quality would have crippled me. I legit wouldn't have been, it would have been un very unsafe to be out there. And so it, it's just a huge, um, you know, talking point to listen to our intuition mm -hmm. as human beings. Mm -hmm. And I think we've gone a, a too far away from that. We have forgotten to listen to our gut and listen to our heart and our whole, our soul mm -hmm. in what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And so that that's really what pushed it up and accelerated that timetable. But I also, the reason I accelerated it and wasn't too concerned was because I used the first half of the 50 to get stronger. Mm -hmm. If you look at my data, my last 20 were mm -hmm. my fastest. Mm -hmm. And so based off that knowledge, mm -hmm. I was like, okay, look, this is a three, you can't train for a quarter of a year endurance challenge. You just can't, Yeah. you just try to get as fit as you can. And then I was gonna use the first 10 to get ready for the next 10, mm -hmm. to get ready for the next 10. Mm -hmm. And by about 50, 60, I'd hit my stride mm -hmm. and be able to go. Problem was, is uh, I, I got injured. Oh. And then it was just a matter of holding on. It, be, it became the most painful journey I've ever experienced. Uh, I what, I what was your injury? Your so my ankle? ankle uh -huh. My ankle shot up into my shins, and I developed stress fractures in both legs by day five or six. And by day 15, the pressure was so great, I was blacking out on the trail trying to keep going. And um, I remember on day 15, I just came home, and I just, I just kind of shrugged my shoulders mm. uh, to, to Sunny. And she was like, and she could see my, in my face I was broken, and just the pain. And she was like, she's so wise. And she was just like, you're, you're done today. You've, you've done the work. You're done. Mm. I just, I need you to let you allow the team to take care of you. We're world-class. And I just need you to do one thing. And she said, I just need you to get up tomorrow and start ah. because, because we have no idea when the next miracle is going to happen. Mm. And crazy over the next two weeks, a miracle happened. A guy pops out on the trail and he's like, Hey, you don't know me. Um, I'm the world leading manufacturer of carbon plated shin braces. Uh, and in my head, I'm like, where were you two weeks ago? Yeah. But he was like, hey, try these on. It'll offload your shin. You're going to have to walk, but you're going to be able to continue and your body will have an opportunity to heal wow. while doing 140.6 miles. And so I was in that brace for a long time, giving my body an opportunity to heal. And then, you know, fast forward, we break our own world record on day 50. And every day it's just like, mm. who wants to break a record? Yeah. Today? Now I'm pain and it's still a lot of grit and resilience and then i don't know if you know this part of the story but on day 59 um we were riding as a group and um i the girl in front of me had a malfunction and and took us out mm. and i was in a really violent um crash um i was knocked unconscious and uh when i came back to you know, Aaron's the other wingman. He'd been doing all the bike rides with me. And he he knows what we stand for as a team, right? Mm -hmm. And we were raising money for Operation Underground Railroad to free human beings that are being sex trafficked. And, you know, the goal was the goal was uh, $100,000. And that was going to that was going to fund some operations to free humans. And, you know, Aaron, Aaron knew that that's what the mission was. And when I came back to consciousness from that that bike crash, he, he just said a simple sentence. Have we raised the money we set out to for charity? And I said, no, man, we haven't. And he said, get back on your bike. It's time uh. to ride. And so I got back on my bike and I finished that day. And, and then I started to get stronger and adapt and evolve. And, you know, we, we, we found out that I, I broke my back in that accident. Um, I cracked my L5 vertebrae and had to do um, 41 Ironmans with a broken back. Oh, my gosh. Did you find this out yeah. after the race? I didn't, I didn't know any of this. Did you find this out yeah. afterwards? Yeah, I found it out afterwards because everything... Just I was in incredible pain with my back, but I just associated it with 50, 60, 70, yeah, 80 sure. consecutive days of 100. Like, you know, we're doing 14,000 plus miles. Yeah. 
And, and what I really learned by going through that is, is as, as adults, as contributors to society, we have a choice, Ashley. And the choice is we get to choose where we put our focus and attention. And my focus and attention was freeing human beings from being sex trafficked mm-hmm. and funding these operations. Well, long story short, but we've, we didn't raise the $100,000. We raised a million dollars. Wow. And, you raised a million dollars. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, so you, you, you ask yourself at every step of the journey, sure. if I quit right now, because it's uncomfortable, who am I missing an opportunity to impact mm-hmm. that? I don't even know mm-hmm. because if, because if you're showing up, like you show up on your journey every single day and you, you know, your impact is immense and you, you truly don't know who's watching you. Mm-hmm. And so you quit on your journey today. Are you missing an opportunity mm-hmm. to truly impact that person? that we don't even know. Like, sure. like it's, it's a legacy conversation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you quit, you quit on yourself today. You're not just quitting on yourself. You're quitting mm-hmm. on every person for the rest of time mm-hmm. because we're in a digital age and everything's imprinted and forever now. Mm-hmm. You're missing that opportunity. And had I quit on that day 59 and then that, and, and you know, those multiple things that happened in, in the last 41 days, we'd already broken the record. I'd already reset my history. Like I was satisfied. Right. But the biggest question is, is if I quit today, who am I missing an opportunity? And in fact, we raised most of that money in the last 20 days. Wow. In the campaign. Yeah, that's so powerful. Um, it's definitely something with a mindset because I know like and I haven't done anything to the magnitude of like that you've done. But if like I and I, I'm sure you get people who reach out to you and they also want to get into like either endurance stuff or, you know, and they ask you like how you keep going. But if you can change if you can change the mind and what, what the mind is thinking about, that is so very powerful. And we don't, um, we don't realize the power of, of our mind and our thoughts. And anytime that I've ever done any of these like long grueling events, I just hold on to whatever it is I'm fighting for. Right. Because it's like, you have to know, and this is what it doesn't, this, it doesn't matter if you're doing, um, the conquer 100, the 50, 50, 50, it doesn't matter if you're checking in every single day at a job. If you don't know your purpose and why you're doing it, you're not going to do it. You're not going to give it your whole heart. You're going to fizzle out and you might as well not even do it in the first place. It's like, you know, we, we have so much power with our mental fortitude and how far that we can really go. So, um, you're, 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 so right. Um, I, I, I love that, that sentiment and you know, what, what we think matters. And I actually have a sign up in my, in my bedroom wall that my wife made for me 20 years ago. Um, we've been married 22 years. Uh, but it says, um, how you think is how you feel and how you feel is how you vibrate mm. and vibrate is the energy that you send out into the world and what you're going to attract back to you. And so if, if that's truth, which I believe it is, then what we think is everything. Yeah, it, it, it's where it begins, and and it it has to be where where it begins. And and I, I believe if I correct me if I'm wrong, but what you're saying is you have to know what your passion and your purpose is, in order to do in order to do anything successfully. Or else, when you're backed into the into the corner and it's dark and you're desperate and you're starting to get filled with anxiety and depression, if you if you're not solid on why you're doing it, mm-hmm. you're out. Mm-hmm. It's an easy it's an easy out. Mm-hmm. And and that that's the biggest thing and, and the, what we're seeing today um is is we're seeing people sitting at home on their phones playing video games lights out 
waiting for their passion to find them. And new newsflash, people, it ain't coming. Your, your passion is not on a mission to find you. And, you know, we talked about it before we went live, that the only way to become more mentally tough is to have an experience. Mm -hmm. The only way to find your passion is to have experiences. Mm -hmm. And so if you're sitting there right now wondering what your purpose in life is, get up, go outside, do something, meet people, talk to people, make connections. Uh, if we learned anything from the pandemic, human connection is so incredibly vital. And uh, so if you're sitting at home right now, get up, go outside, do something. You don't like the way your life's happening, change it. So I feel like you have to be an expert at this, the haters, right? Because I know that you had them on the 50-50-50. I'm sure yeah. a lot of them, you shut a lot of them up, but I'm sure uh, you had a lot come out from the woodworks whenever you started the Conquer 100. Um, yeah. I, the listeners here, and you know, as you know, social media is huge, and you know, you have girls, you know, like, how can you help our audience understand how do you deal with all of that? with the haters and the naysayers because also too like i mean dang you got a lot of eyes on you like the pressure the pressure is real that's why you have to understand like you have to know your purpose and your why yeah you know it, it's interesting one of the one of my favorite books of all time um i think it's mark mark manson um the subtle art of not giving in ah uh, yeah um, and I, I think that's truly where it starts and the the, the to say it positively it's belief and conviction mm -hmm. And so what, you know, that, that same belief and conviction is the same thing of, I don't care what anybody else thinks. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you truly have to have that confidence, that swagger, that belief and conviction, because then no, nobody else's opinion matters. Mm -hmm. Right. Nobody else's opinion matters. And he, here's a true story. So um, this is where I learned this at a really high level that you can't give power to those individuals. Cause the reality is, is, the, the amount of haters versus the amount of like support and everything that we do have is so mm -hmm. skewed and out of balance, mm -hmm. but we choose to focus on the one thing. And the best example I can give to that, it's a quick story. Um, on day 18, I was in a bike crash on the 50. Um, and I had to fit, really dig in and figure out my purpose, my passion, my why, why am I doing this? Is this all worth it? Um, Cause I was still gaining that knowledge and experience. Well, the day after, in uh, day 19, we were in Mississippi, and it was a hurricane condition. We were pushed indoors, and we'd used an elliptical a lot in training. And so literally, the final few miles of the day, I was like, man, my hip's killing me. We're trying to raise money for the childhood obesity epidemic. I'm going to give myself a chance to recover today, and we'll show up again tomorrow. Didn't think anything of it. Jumped on that elliptical. Woke up the next morning to just like, like bullies. Uh, they said you, you cheated, you quit, mm -hmm. the journey's over, go home. They were just waiting mm -hmm. for the moment for me to slip up. And um, the, the interesting point, the interesting piece of this is, is I, I did all the math. It totaled 7,030 miles that we covered that summer. And that moment on the elliptical, which was a mistake, we're human, we make mistakes. Th that moment on the elliptical represented 0.24% of all the miles. Mm. And here's what's fascinating. We give power to that 2.24%. And we don't look at the body of work that we're 99.76% of brilliant execution, right? So let's just take uh, 99 out of 100 people. We're all positive and support everything. And for some reason, that one person, we give them all of our power and all of our energy and we listen to them. Mm -hmm. And so this is my message to, to you today is, don't let someone else's opinion 
of 0.24% of your journey impact how you proceed. Mm. Because that's what we do. We're hardwired that way for some reason. And we have to get out of that. We got to shift our focus and attention mm. because in life, we truly get to choose. Mm. We get to choose how we react to what people say to us. Mm. We get to choose how we react to what people do to us. And we get to choose where we put our focus and attention. So if you're if you're a newest member of the community, one, congratulations for even having the courage to start. But two, dude, don't give a flip about what anybody thinks. Mm -hmm. Start to develop that belief and conviction. I don't think we're born with it. I think it's a skill that's developed over time. Sure. Confidence is a skill set. Mm -hmm. Confidence is a skill set. Hear me out on that. Like that's something that you work on and build just like your quads, just like your, your biceps, just like everything that you do for your, your shows and everything. Like you put in the work, you're confident. That takes work. That takes facing those people that don't believe in you. It just flat out takes work. And so it, you have to have, the only person that needs to believe in you at the beginning of your journey is you. Because mm -hmm. when every time we make an announcement, nobody believed in us, mm -hmm. nobody believed in us. And it's gotta be you that has that belief and conviction aligned with your purpose in order to keep showing up. And, th and that's how you deal with the haters. Mm -hmm. One, you don't give them any power, any energy, any, any energy, and you have to focus on the impact that you can have. And that has to start with your belief in yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about your nutrition and supplementation on, on the hundred, hundred, hundred? I can imagine, well, you, how many calories were you burning? You probably yeah, have I that was, down to a science. Do you know how, yeah. how, yeah. Yeah, I was consuming about 15,000 calories a day. Wow. In order, That's in order, so crazy. We learned, we learned early on the 50, like, okay, you're going to lose too much weight. You can't do this. And so what we could control during the hundred was my food. Uh -huh. um, and I just consumed, consumed, what, consumed. What were you eating? That's been like the hardest thing. Like I can never, when I start these like long endurance things, um, dude, I just, I always get so nauseous, like probably like a couple hours in. Yeah. One of the, one of the emails or DMS I hate the most uh -huh. is someone that will DM me. And I'm sure you get these all the time too. It's like they're two days before their Ironman or their <laughs> race marathon. I'm like, Hey, what should I do for my nutrition? And then I'm like, bro, this is, this is as important yeah. as your long, as your thresholds, as your recovery. Like it's part of the training process. Don't I change it up the day of. Well, don't change it up, but you, you should have yeah. been practicing this mm -hmm. for months and months and months and months to know exactly what you can take. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're doing a hundred consecutive, if you know that, um, you, you, you can handle that kind of volume of food, it doesn't matter what you eat because your, your engine's burning. Yeah, so, so what were you taking in? Oh, dude, I mean, in pizza. Oh, dude, d during the so, okay, I'll walk you through it real quick. Okay. It's kind of gross. Okay, let me know. So I make up, Sonny would have a protein shake for me just because I wanted to get my system going, get some food in me before, but get some uh, nutrition in me before sure. my swim. I'd swim. Um, I'd get out of the water and I would have like six to eight pancakes, mm -hmm. two egg McMuffins, a bunch of hash browns, um, and then and and then I'd start on the bike ride. And then Sunny would always make me two breakfast burritos mm. that I'd stuff in my jersey. Ah. I'd have I'd have my nutrition. Um, I'd eat those before the lunch break. We'd get to the lunch stop. I'd have a sandwich, another protein drink, um, get to the end of the bike ride. I'd have a full meal, um, whether that was like chicken Alfredo or um, a, a top salad or just something to get in me. And then on the run, I could consume a lot of fruit, um, one to two pizzas, and then come home at night and have another full meal. That's so uh, reset. Crazy reset and do it again the, but that that's what's crazy is is i that's one of the things i had to do in training was train my body to be able to consume massive amounts of food mm. on the move and keep going 
it wasn't two days beforehand where I'm like, hey, I wonder what I should eat during this challenge. You know what I mean? So, so the, four, the four months like leading up to that, you would practice like consuming lots of food while you were training to get your body and ready and adjusted for it? 100%. And I, and I also knew that I could stomach a lot of things because of the 50. Sure. That was kind of one of the big unknowns was like, can you consume enough calories and, and continue to go? Because, you know, in a single day marathon, Ironman, ultra, whatever it is, you're, you're eating for that moment. Well, when you're doing consecutive over a long period of time, I'm feeling for today's Ironman, but I'm also feeling for tomorrow's, the next mm -hmm. day's, the weekend, you know, where you can go into a deficit on a single day and then recoup, mm -hmm. right? Your, 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 your fueling strategy is going to be very different. I couldn't get behind. And so, so I had to just consume, consume, consume. And my, I just started burning so, so, so hot. I maintained my same weight the entire hundred uh, but my body composition changed. Ah. I went from about 13, 14% body fat to six and a half, mm. uh, but maintained the same weight. And so just body co composition changed just because, you know, suit, you know, high heart, I mean, um, high volume, low heart rate mm -hmm. for 14 hours a day, you're going to burn yeah. anything that's in you. Yeah. Anything. Um, I want to talk about after the Conquer 100 finished and yeah. I can imagine well, you, you, reached your goal way over all right so that was it was a success it was a success what was it like on day 101 and you didn't wake up for an iron man yeah here's here's what you don't know on day 100 at the finish line um everybody thought we were going to go home and celebrate and sleep for two weeks mm -hmm. and day 101 was going to start recovery but I, I believe that leaders lead from the front mm -hmm. and I'll never ask anybody to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. And so on day 101, I actually got up and I did one more. Mm. Um, and so in a pool that was normally filled with athletes, I jumped in the water and I swam 2.4 miles by myself. And I was ready to bike that day by myself when my team saw me in the water on social media and they were like, hell no, we got you. And they came out and we did it was a very different ride and it was an amazing ride because the pressure was off. Yeah. We, we'd, we'd done the hundred. And so it was, it was legitimately the, my team, the cycling community, and we just laughed and we told stories and we reminisced and it was a true victory lap. Mm. And then that night we got to run a final marathon in, in front of my house, um, making it 101, 14,200 plus miles, no days off. So to answer your question, it was day 102. Um, where, where your brain that is so powerful says, okay, I'm now going to let you know how powerful I am. And I, you now get to feel everything that I've been masking from you. And it was, um, I, you don't know when it happens on a journey over, over that long period of time, it's not a flip of a switch. It like happens slowly to where you're like, I need to start protecting you. You're starting to experience trauma. I'm going to protect you even more. And before you know it, you're in this like. For me, it was this state, it was almost like a third person state that I was in during, I don't remember a lot of the hundred, especially the back half. And it was almost like I was experiencing it from above watching myself suffer. Mm. Very unique experience because I had that ability to flip that switch and go somewhere else. And so we realized about the first week after we were done, or my wife did, that, that I was not okay. Mm. Uh, meaning mentally, like something was off. And we then found out after going to some doctors and some, some high level treatment that my, my brain got stuck in fight or flight. Oh. 
And it, and it also continued to think that I was going to crash. And so my equilibrium and my balance was totally thrown off and my eye movements were in the millions when they shouldn't be. And so by, by noon, every single day I was exhausted. I couldn't function. And I mean, it got to the point where, you know, right after the hundred Sunday was like, Hey, I just need you to organize this pile of socks. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. No problem. Just stood there staring at this pile of socks, like the easiest task on the planet. I couldn't do it. Mm. I literally couldn't get my brain to go from fight or flight to parasympathetic. Mm. And it took me almost two years to recover mentally. And so I have a lot of compassion, a lot of empathy for people that are struggling with anxiety and depression that's situational and they're not navigating it at a high level because they haven't sought out the help that they need. And I'm so grateful that the help was around um, and that I, I, that I did get the care that I needed because I, I was in a lot of trouble. And you know, your brain just continues to send those pain signals even though it doesn't need to anymore. And I, I had to stop moving at a necessity. I got up to almost 200 pounds. I'm, a, I'm five foot eight. Um, Wait, when was this? Right this after the 100. Wow. Yeah, I, I, I was very selective with what I posted on social media. Um, it, it's taken me a long time to get my mind back yeah. and to get back to physical shape. Wow, that's yeah. incredible. I had no idea. I, I had no <laughs> idea. It's been a journey. So now you're coaching. Are you coaching? clients so you're coaching people who are wanting to do all sorts of like triathlons what is your coaching repertoire yeah everything so we we coach athletes around the world now um it's it's funny anybody that wants to do whether it's their first 5k or their first sprint all the way up to 100 mile or 200 milers um but the thing i'm most excited about right now is um we're we're in may of 2023 i don't know this is a drop but may 2023 we're going to be rolling out our retreat series. Nice. Uh, is this going to be I, at your house? No, uh, we've got some amazing locations. Don't go to my house. Hey, Iron uh, Cowboy has a dope house with a dope gym, but don't go to his yeah, house, guys. Don't go to my house, yeah. <laughs> um, actually, the flagship event that we're doing is in November. It's going to be on a private island in the British Isles. Um, I'm super excited. I've been really fortunate and blessed to have spoken now in 52 countries around the world. Wow, that's incredible. Um, Congrats. Thank you. It's been it's been unbelievable. We um, obviously our, our first book, Redefine Impossible, has been an incredible success, and uh, we just signed a big publisher deal to uh, release the new book next year. It's going to be called Iron Hope mm. um, because because hope is life. But I'm really excited about the retreat series that we're we're doing because as I've traveled around the world, the number one question I get is how do I become more mentally tough? Mm. And and you know this, I I get that question a lot too. All the time. Yeah. Yep. And the my answer is you have to have an experience. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you hear a lot of people say motivation's crap, which it is. It's about discipline. Mm -hmm. In order to have discipline, you have to have experiences in order to develop that discipline. Okay. So while that's true, we want to create experiences for people to come and network and connection and, and get to the point where they're like, okay, mm -hmm. do I have the courage to take the next step, even though I feel broken right now? Mm -hmm. And so I'm super excited to. So to are, are you having these people like swim around this small island? Are they uh, riding 300 miles through the jungle? Like what, what is this? What exactly happens at these retreats? <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're going to, each one's going to be totally different and we're going to cater it to who's there and, and what their ability is. Sure. We'll have to scale some things up and some things down, but yes, there will be a physical component to it. There will be breath work. There'll be mindfulness. There will be, attentiveness to our thoughts There's all these things we're gonna have experts come in and talk about different topics so i'm just really excited to to interact with the community again to yeah. be able to put retreats on um 
like I'm super excited about the one in British Isles in, in November. Um, we've got one in um, Sundance here in Utah. We've got one in San Diego and we've got one in Kanab in Southern Utah. So oh, nice. really, really cool locations. Um, super excited about the new documentary to come out in January at the Sundance ah. Film Festival. Um, so, so much cool stuff is happening. Um, you know, it, it's crazy. You think it, you feel it, you vibrate it, and then it just starts it happens. happening. Yeah. You keep showing up and just trying, trying, trying. Eventually, you wake up on you one day and you're like, "Holy crap! I'm living the life of my dreams." This yeah. Amazing. Uh, where can people find the the uh, to sign up for the retreats or for the the courses that you have? Yeah, everything is going to be on ironcowboy.com. Okay. And the platform I'm most active on is Instagram, and our handle is at ironcowboyjames. Mm, mm, I love that. Okay, so what else do you have going on? Are you um, <clears throat> are you starting to think about? Let's see, a couple years have gone by now, so. Are we thinking about a 200? Are we? <laughs> here's here's what's interesting. Absolutely not. Um, he says because, that now. Yeah, no, I, this time I mean it because <laughs> it, here's, here's the truth. And this is, I believe, truth in life when you're trying to make any big decision is you have to ask yourself, what's the sacrifice it's going to take me to achieve that? And then what's the benefit or blessing in my life that's going to come from it? And if you can't make those two things line up, you, there's no sense in doing it. And for me to do 200, now I believe in my mind and in my body, if I prepared long enough and I put the right team around me and got the, all of it, I could do it. Mm -hmm. There's no benefit mm -hmm. at this point in my life. I, it's, it's just gonna hurt me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I believe I can do it. I believe I can do anything I want, but sure. I, do, I do have to ask myself those two questions. What's the sacrifice? And what's the benefit to me, myself, my family, and my community? Yeah. Um, and so for me, I'm just doing normal racing. Um, I'm back to health and fitness. In fact, um, I, 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 my, one of our charity partners, as you know, is Operation Underground Railroad. And they called me about four weeks ago and they said, hey, we're doing an executive fight night and it's a boxing match. It's here in Utah. We'd love for you to, to come fight. And I'm like, they no, <laughs> like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm not I'm not a fighter. And then and then I, I paused for a second and I'm like, a huge part of my message is to tell people to get uncomfortable intentionally mm -hmm. all the time. Because mm -hmm. I firmly believe we're never just standing still. We're either moving forward or we're moving backwards. Mm -hmm. And in that moment, I thought, do I practice what I preach? Uh -huh. So I was like, son of a gun. Yes, I will fight. In no. Fight. Wait, when's it's the fight? May 13th. No. And so May 13th, is this going to be televised? Um, it's going to be live streamed on EFN's um, Executive Fight Nights, EFN's um, Instagram and Facebook. It's in five weeks from now. Yeah, and I was going to say, today, today's the 13th of April. You better, we are, are we, we, are are we training for this, Iron Cowboy? Yes. What are we doing? Are we training? 100%. Striking? We're, tra we're training every day. I'm, okay. I'm going to be in the ring tonight. This um, is exciting. Who are you so, fighting? Uh, he's, his name is John Wonderly. He's, uh, again, they match us up with experience and whatnot, age, weight. Um, I got a weigh in at 172. That's what we're fighting at. And, um, he's one of the largest litigation attorneys here in Utah. Okay. And so it, it should be, it should be a lot of fun. It's all for charity. All the sure. go to Operation Underground Railroad. If, if you are local or are, are going to be in the area, you can get tickets at efnboxing.com. Um, I know there's a, a few tickets left. There'll be about four or 5,000 people in attendance. And what, um, what part of Utah? Um, so just south of Salt Lake City. Okay. Um, at the convention center here. That's awesome. Dude, What a, you're such a great sport, man. You're like, 
Like, why would you want to get beat up any more than you already like did to yourself? And now you're like, sure, I guess I'll do it. Like, I I can't. Yeah, trust me. I actually, I don't, I don't want to. Um, (laughs) I believe I'd be a hypocrite if I said no because it's exactly what I. You're the same way. Something. I am. A lot of times in life, you don't do certain things, or or you do certain things, um, not because you can't, but because you, you, you. We set an example. Yeah. Um, We we lead from the front. Yep. And uh, part of my message is do something that makes you feel uncomfortable every single day. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. I kind of had to say yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so since you've done the 50, 50, 50 and the conquer hundred, do you, have you had people reach out to you like wanting to conquer like the same, like do something similar? Yeah. Uh, you know, all the time. Uh, like I've got a, a gentleman staying in my house right now. He's, he's training to, to break the ultra run world record. Wow. So he's going to do, He's going to do 32 miles a day for 205 days. Wow. Uh, so it's an insane amount of running. He starts in just over a month from now. Um, so we're putting the final touches on his training plan. 30, now, 32 miles a day? 32 miles a day for 205 days. I feel it's like, a- though, if you just break that up into, like, five miles, like, a couple times a day. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, that's doable get up really early do one do one on your lunch break your snack break your dinner break and then one at midnight and go to bed do that you know i don't know that's how like i'm like whenever you break stuff down though it's like i mean yeah that's hard but like you just break it down to where it's like so stupid easy you're like yeah i can do that that's a secret in the key like you can't look at it as oh i've got over five thousand miles to cover um you gotta look because you know i on day number five when i was broken i can't i couldn't possibly be like oh i 13,000 more miles to cover, right? It's like, no, I've, I've got one mile to cover, mm-hmm. you know, and you just show up. Um, but yeah, it, it's conceptually, yes, you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that we forget in, in life, it's also truth in positive and negative things, the compounding effect. Mm-hmm. The compounding effect of those miles day in and day out with no recovery, it really adds up. Mm-hmm. It's just like the compounding effect of good habits day in and day out really add up. And the compounding effect of bad habits mm-hmm. every single day really add up. Right. That, that compounding effect in life in every aspect is, is is oftentimes one thing we don't think about, right? You hear the concept 1% better. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard Jesse Itzler say it the other day. He was like, 18 minutes a day. If you do one thing 18 minutes a day for one year, you're better than 95% of the population in that skill set. Wow. So imagine you've got two little boys. You've got two boys. How old are they? Three um 16 isn't that crazy 16 uh uh 14 and eight okay if all three of them started right now and every year they picked one skill set by the time they're 40 they're freaking chuck norris on <laughs> like beating the crap out of the rock yeah. you know what i mean it's yeah all combined eight show me one person in the world today that can't find 18 minutes a day to work mm-hmm. on a new skill set mm-hmm. i guarantee you that's the biggest thing we're not doing is doing a, a, a time audit on our time and trying to figure out what that is. That's, James, that's, that's so interesting to me. Like now I'm like, think of everything that I can learn how to do. Like, right? yeah, when you break it down, like yeah, literally 18 minutes, if I want to be a better shooter, I just got to work with my handgun. If I want to be better at drawing yep. my bow and my, in, you know. In one year, 18 minutes a day, you'll be better than 95% of the population in that skill set. Could you imagine in everything that you do 20 years from now, you're in 20 different things, you're better than 95% of yeah. the population. That's staggering. And we're both young. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm 47. I literally, I'm 50% of the way through my life. Mm-hmm. 
What what can I learn between now and when it's over? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A hell hell of a lot. Yeah, that's incredible. I haven't even started having experiences in my life yet. <laughs> I think you've had a lot of a lot of experiences. It's just beginning. <laughs> different type, different type. Yeah, no, I, I think that's so true. Um, you know, I uh, I've worked with this um, charity. It's the orphanage that I've worked with out yeah. in um, Haiti. Yeah. And like you talk about like something being on like your heart or like your mind, at least for like a year now, I'm like, I'm ready to do something big again for these kids out in Haiti. Yeah. And uh, I have a bodybuilding show that I'm doing right now in uh, August. You crushed, you Thank crushed you. your last show, man. It was so like, I was so fascinated Thank with you. your journey and watching it. I, I, I should have said at the beginning, but massive congratulations. Thanks. It was so watch that. You were amazing. Thank you. I've been like really trying to just put, and I'm an all natural athlete. So it's like, when I was talking to you about how much food you're eating, I'm eating, I'm supposed to be eating like up to 5,000 calories a day. Like I'm somewhere, I know I fall short. You got that lean eating 5,000 calories a day. Dude, my metabolism must be crazy. Well, no, no, no. Like getting, like once I was like, I had to diet down to get on stage, but like right now I'm yeah, like, I'm basically in bulking season. So my caloric intake is around 5,000 calories a day. And then I can't wait. I can't wait to get back up to that because I'm cutting right now for my weight. I'm just like, Oh yeah. 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 That's okay. You have like five weeks. I know. I it's going to go by five. fast. Yes. Well, hey, so man. You've got a show coming up. You've got a show coming yeah. up. You didn't yeah. Know. Oh yeah. So I have a show coming up in August, but after that, <laughs> like I'm ready to, like I really want to do some endurance stuff. Like I want to, I I'm ready. Like but dude, I I'm here to support you, help you. Let's collab. Uh, I'll just brain dump on you, whatever. It yeah. Takes to see you. We're wired. We're you're you're definitely crazier than I am, and we talked about this when I visited your house. But we're wired the same way, yeah. very similar. Uh, you're I, so I way crazier think, than me. I think you need some vengeance on on the endurance space. I'm here to support you. And yeah. Whatever. That looks and it looks and takes so yeah, I do. I definitely want to do the the Ironmans again, the triathlons, but uh I'm gonna wait till I'm like ready, ready. Time is time is season Dude, I, I have not stopped thinking about that like since since the day that chapter basically closed for me. Uh yeah. so it, it's still there dangling. I still see it'll, it. it. It'll open it'll open back up. Yeah, you'll get that phone call or that message one day. I love it. I'm excited. I'm yeah. ready for the challenge. All right. Hey, Iron Cowboy, thanks again so much for coming on, for sharing your wisdom, inspiration, and just really like a lot of the hard, cold truths and facts about if you guys want to get mentally tough and if you want to do stuff, you got to do it. You got to have the experience. So if you are wanting, now that they're, the pandemic has lifted, uh, summertime is coming. If you're wanting to get in to do uh, sprint triathlons, um, like what it's sprint and then what's the other one? Sprint Olympic half and full. Yeah, Sprint Olympic half or full. James is your uh, can be your coach. So look him up and check out his retreats that he is doing. And then you guys can get mentally tough like the Iron Cowboy. Awesome. Thanks, Ashley. <laughs> All right. You have a great yeah. day, and we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Reborn Podcast with Ironclad. What an amazing, inspiring uh, interview with James. I, I definitely want to go home and get my tri bike out. Um, thank you guys so much again for listening, and I will catch you guys next week. Bye. What would you decide when it's on the line? If it's do or die, would you compromise? Or would you stand through the storm and roll with the tide? Would you be the one to fight or the one to hide? Can never touch the sky, you don't try to fly. Rocky roads, but we stayed unshakable. Been through it all and we still unbreakable.